picking the right doctor and avoiding the wrong one. That's our Tuesday topic with Dr. John Hallberg. The current issue of Consumer Reports is focused on doctors, bad doctors, and how to avoid them. While that may be the exception, not the rule, Dr. John Hallberg is back with us to talk about what is in place to avoid having a bad medical experience. We're also going to talk about what to keep in mind to have a good medical experience. John is a physician in family medicine at the University of Minnesota. Welcome back, John. Hi, Tom. Thanks. This article is headlined, What You Don't Know Can Hurt You, about <laughs> your doctor. Uh, it's the focus of the whole issue. That grabs your attention. It grabs headlines, all of that. Uh, but this is a fairly rare occurrence uh, a bad medical experience or a bad doctor? Yeah, thankfully it is relatively rare. I mean, this is, you know, they're talking about a very small fraction of practicing physicians who are impaired in one way or another or making really, really bad decisions. How easy is it to check on the background of a doctor, especially a new doctor? You know, it's not that easy. It seems like this would be just a no-brainer in our world of uh, everything's at our fingertips with a few clicks of a keyboard. Um, It's not the case. There are many ways to get at different pieces of what we do. Um, If you want to see, you know, which of us take money from drug companies for speaking engagements, if you want to see if we've had lawsuits, you can find that stuff. But there's no one-stop shop that has everything available for uh, patients and consumers. And do you think over time it will be easier or, or should be easier? Well, I think that's the whole point of the cover story on Consumer Reports is that they are really taking the lead to try and advocate for sort of a national clearinghouse for this kind of information that you know it really shouldn't be difficult for patients or consumers to find this stuff. They should be able to go quite easily and, and find whatever they need to know. There are safeguards, professional safeguards in place, right, to avoid rogue doctors. Yeah, I mean, I think that none of us practice in isolation. Uh, We're in clinics. We have staff. We are taking care of patients. So and if anyone's been to a clinic in the last few years, they know they'll almost always get something in the mail they have to fill out about their experience. And honestly, if we start to see that particular providers are having all kinds of negative comments about them, you know, that comes to people's attention. Um, We work with nurses. If you're in the operating room, you have a whole team of people in there. We're on hospital floors and wards. And, you know, there are committees in place that also, you know, hear sort of uh, comments that have uh, percolated to the top. So we, there are ways of finding who are the physicians that are not doing well. Give us an idea, too, of the uh, official standards and safeguards, such as licensing, and then you also have boards. You you have a family medicine board, right? That's that- right. So there are basically two things that we want to look at. Number one, you want to make sure that your your physician is competent. So we have to go through a, a board certification process. We, we get tested you know, um, in medical school, out of medical school, in residency, in our specialty, and that kind of goes on throughout our career. So it's like continuous, to, right? Yeah, we have to do continuing yeah. medical education and prove that we have a, a you you know, bear, I'm sorry, to prove that we certainly have competence in our area of practice. But then there's the sort of the professionalism side of things, of, of how you communicate or not communicate with your patients, how you carry yourself, what you say. Are you practicing at the highest you know, levels that we should be as, as physicians? We're talking about a couple of different things here or measurements, and there's probably no, no way to get at all of it. One of them would be, you know, is my doctor guilty of any kind of malfeasance, right? right. But then there's another one is... 
have there been a lot of positive outcomes from this doctor and their treatment or their surgery? And that's a major focus of kind of where medicine is going. Minnesota is one of the states that actually publishes data uh, about clinical outcomes. In fact, yeah. that's in the same issue of Consumer Reports because they feel like that's kind of part of the same spectrum. You know, you, you certainly don't want incompetence. You certainly don't want someone who's behaving or acting unprofessionally. Right. But then the next step is, are they actually practicing, you know, up to a certain standard. Now, a cautionary note with that is that those rankings at this point are all based on the data that they've surveys. acquired. Well, not surveys. These okay. are actually they're kind of data mining our medical records. And okay. if information's not in the right place, you can't mine that data. And that's something we're discovering is that we need uh. to get it in the right place so that the numbers really reflect what kind of quality we're doing. And, but I will tell you that you know, good clinics, good physicians look at where they are and then come up with a plan to make themselves better. And I think that's the whole idea behind that. Dr. John Holberg is an associate professor at the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Minnesota and medical director of the Mill City Clinic in Minneapolis. And John, as always, thanks for your insight. My pleasure, Tom. Thank you.